0: back everyone to the skip six podcast i am talking with zach mcallister right now
1: hello how's it going zach I'm, I'm doing pretty good
0: how are you doing i'm doing well this is we're sort of having to fake this a little bit we were just talking for the last 10 minutes before i hit record um yes. but yeah how's your day going
1: uh, it's, it's going pretty good i was uh filming stuff for an audition um i've been filming a video project which you'll see at some point Near the end of the month, um, and yeah, just a couple of other housekeeping type situation things. Um, yeah,
0: you just got back from a was it a, like a, a tour or just like a sort of performance like thing? What were you up to?
1: Yeah, i've I've been all over the place. Um, I and normally I live in Philadelphia, and then I traveled down to Atlanta for a weekend to perform with this circus called Colorful Hat Circus, which I'd never performed with before. Um cool. and that was maybe like a couple months ago. And then they asked me to come back and I ended up doing like a month's worth of gigs that I just happened to find in the vicinity of the area. So I was like in Atlanta and then I went a couple states to the like like up and then I went down one state and then I went to Tennessee. And then I actually ended up going back to Texas to try and get my car repaired, and then I drove back to Philadelphia. Wow, that's hectic. So yeah, so you're originally from Texas, that's right. Yes, yes. Texas yep. is my my home my hometown area. And you're
0: living in Philadelphia, which is that in is that in Pennsylvania?
1: That is in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, no, my um my American geography <laughs> is okay, considering that my fiance is from the states, but. It's such a big country. It's almost like, you know, 50 odd countries in one. It's, it's weird. Especially compared to us. Like we have a North Island and a South Island and that's all there is to it.
1: Yeah. Isn't it weird that like the aliens always come to America in movies?
0: Yes. Well, I mean, it's a big target, right? Like it, if I was I an alien, so. it would either
1: be like Russia, the US or
0: Australia. It's just, it's a strange coincidence. It is. It is. It's very, <laughs> very strange. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I always um, noticed that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I'm sure they have their reasoning. Um, you, yeah. You've got Area 51 there as well, so there's yeah some interesting stuff going on there. Who knows? This might not even be a juggling podcast. We might just go into some crazy conspiracies.
1: I mean, I was I was just about to say if there was a festival that aliens were going to go to, it would probably be IJA, just based yes. on movies. Um, yeah, that's that's not hating on anything else. It's probably just that's just I think practicality what aliens would go to.
0: Yeah. No, I totally agree. Speaking of IJA, um, the IJA this year is actually in Anna. So Anna's my fiance in Anna's hometown. And I'm super bummed that I'm not going because I didn't get my shit together. Wild.
1: So yeah. So <laughs> uh, I think it's been bummer. to Cedar
0: Rapids a couple times, eh? Cause you've been to one in like 20, was it 2017 that it was in ah, Cedar Rapids? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was five years ago. And, uh, it was in the same the same uh facility. Um, I remember that the people there really were happy that a bunch of jugglers were there, but near the end of the week, they were pretty pretty pissed off about us. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: it's a long <laughs> festival. We don't have any festivals that last a week here. Like if we have a four day festival, that's a huge festival here, for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you're there as a guest, I believe. You're uh.
1: A- uh. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm uh, exactly uh, I, what I can say, but I am doing the special show for one of the nights. I'm going to be doing a solo show. Uh, it's called Trick, Trick Machine. It's going to be a comedy talking juggling show, and I'm going to be doing some of the new stuff I've been making that I haven't posted. Ooh, exciting.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you're also you're going to the EJC too, aren't you? I saw you share something about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's an even bigger deal for me because I've never ever been to uh, Europe. Europe is a new one for me. Yeah, no,
0: it's a it's an awesome place, and I've I would have to say that EJC would be at the top of my list as far as juggling festivals, and then IJA. But I want to make sure I go to both because for sure, yeah, they're insane I, festivals.
1: I it's based on what I can tell. EJC, nothing really compares to the energy and the amount of draw that it has. Yes. Yeah. It's just such a big event.
0: Yeah. And it, it sort of looks, it looks very like it looks a lot more multicultural as well. So obviously the IJA, I'm sure you have people from all, all around the world who travel to the IJA, but EJC, because of <laughs> how close all those countries are to each other in Europe, you can bring in like a more diverse group of individuals a lot more easily. I feel
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's called the international jugglers association. Um, but their festival is just based in it's based in the US, so yeah. Uh,
0: but that's okay. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah, no, cool. So, um, I thought about sort of letting you take the time to introduce yourself. I think a lot of people listening will know who you are, but if you wanted to give a bit of a background, sort of how you got started in juggling, and sort of where that's brought you to today, uh, feel free.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. I. My name is Zach McAllister. I am 24. Um, I've been juggling for not quite 15 years, but I've been, I've, I'm pretty close. Um, wow. I learned when I was 10. Yeah, your, um,
0: your, your father taught you how to juggle, is that right?
1: Well, I lo- my PE teacher in fifth grade tried to teach us all how to juggle, and there was maybe a half the class who was really getting it, and I wasn't getting it. They weren't <laughs> teaching three in one hand. I mean, they weren't, not three in one hand. They weren't teaching three balls. Uh, they were teaching two in one hand, which was. Yeah, runs, uh, yeah,
0: I've seen that before as well. Yeah. There's, there, I think non jugglers who teach juggling, like I learned in school as well, um, they seem to have, they probably just read a book or search the first thing on the internet and they just run with it rather than actually understanding the best way to teach juggling to people. For sure.
1: And uh, I have to also mention that the coach who was teaching us couldn't do more than like three throws from what I can remember. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but somehow like some of the kids ended up better than him. So I guess he was a good teacher. Um, yep. But Yeah, but I went home and I asked my dad because I just so happened to know he knew how to do that. And uh, yeah, I just asked him for help with it. And then I learned over the course of maybe like a month how to do three balls. Nice. nice. And it
0: says um, I had a look at your juggle wiki page before this, and it said that it was um, Anthony Ghetto, that once you saw him, that really elevated your interest in juggling. Is that true?
1: Yes. Yes. Um. I. I was in like a monotonous two-year juggling phase where, I. I was practicing it all the time, but I didn't really know that tricks existed, and I was just doing three balls. Um. And uh, yeah, so I. I went there. I saw Lanuba in Florida in Orlando.
0: Oh, so you actually saw it in person.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh and, wow. Uh, okay. Cool. Two, maybe. It must have been like 2010, 2011, um, but I just remember going and seeing Anthony perform, and seeing how crazy the tricks were, and seeing that there were tricks, and then being like, "Wow, man, if this this guy is this good, I can't wait to see like what else there is," you know.
0: <laughs> Not knowing that you're just seeing the best juggler in the world. Straight well, off yeah, the bat.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't know, and I actually waited afterwards. I was like there, and. Uh, I like waited at the stage, like at the foot of the stage with my family, and I was like, Can I like meet the juggler? And they were, (laughs) they, they, they said to me, They said, Oh, you don't want to meet him. Really? Yes. I'm, I'm being dead serious. And I don't know what the beef was, but you know, I ended up like, I had an email exchange with him and it was very pleasant. So, um, was this
0: was this before or after the performance that email after.
1: exchange? Oh, gotcha. Maybe okay. like maybe like a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. Um, but yeah, it was just a really funny. Uh, just like, oh man, I, this circ drama happening right now.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. No, that, that's crazy because I've the only so the only well-known juggler that I've met through actually going to a circus that was touring here, other than my friends within the juggling community that tour with the with the local circus that we have circus Aotearoa sure yeah was a so it was I can't remember if it was like the Weber bros or something like that but there was a bounce juggler called Alan Salk I think is how you pronounce his surname he's amazing Um, and yeah it turns out that he's like one of the best bounce jugglers of all time with all these records but at the time I didn't actually know who he was because I'm not a bounce juggler so didn't know who he was until I looked afterwards I got a photo with him in the end but it wasn't until I got home that I
1: realized how good he really was. And that's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It just seeing him juggle, it looks like he freezes time.
0: Yeah. Like I knew from his performance that he was really good, but I thought, oh, he's just the sort of unknown. And because there's so many jugglers out there that are so good, but we just don't know about because they either live in a non-English speaking country or, uh, they just don't use the internet like we do but yeah so i just assumed that he was this really well juggler that no one really knew about but it turns out he had a pretty big uh, following everyone knew who he was in the juggling scene especially the bounce juggling scene
1: yeah it, it's it's he's he's an interesting case because he's the most underspoken of the legends like he's the yeah. best at what he does yeah but nobody like when people mention his name like they know who he is but they don't know much Mm -hmm. um which which i find very interesting but then you see his performance it's amazing
0: well yeah that's it it was just insane and like i usually when i go to a circus um that's touring around and it comes to our hometown i sort of watch it and or just before the juggler comes out i sort of don't have very high expectations because sometimes uh jugglers get to that sort of level that they can perform in a circus and it's decent enough but yeah, I never get too excited. But then when he came out and did his his act, I just I just lost my shit. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> probably so would cool. too.
1: <laughs> Watching someone bend time. Yeah, no, <laughs> so that's cool. But yeah,
0: so we don't really have, we have a couple of circuses that tour around New Zealand. Um, I think COVID has sort of had a big impact on them. And even though we're at the tail of sort of what what we've experienced here, the circuses and stuff just haven't really picked up again which is a shame, but sure. it is what it is.
1: Yeah. And uh, it's, it's interesting thinking about the uh, New Zealand juggling scene, I, because I feel like y'all have a community, but you're a little, you're kind of far away from everybody else in terms mm-hmm. of like, you you can travel. Um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like it's kind of a hassle to go and do these things at these other places yeah it it
0: is it is really hard like we we're close to australia so we're probably like a four or five hour flight to some of the major cities in australia but anywhere else it's like massive massive flight times and stuff so yeah it'd be hard to justify going to just a festival um, like in europe or the u.s you'd probably need it to be part of like a bigger trip to justify it
1: of course, yeah. And I, I felt kind of similar growing up in central Texas where you had to drive eight hours to get out.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, because other than Alaska, you're probably the biggest state in the U.S., I'm guessing?
1: Uh, I believe so, yeah, yeah. It's huge. That, it's a, it is a big state. There was once an IJA at the very west tip of Texas in El Paso, and right. I believe we drove 12 hours straight. And I didn't ever leave Texas.
0: Holy man. Which... I just sort of me, me coming from New Zealand. <laughs> I can't even like, I can't even process what that would actually feel like because you could probably yeah. get from the top to the bottom of our country in that time, maybe
1: a bit more, maybe more like 18 hours, but yeah. Um, there's something kind of like wonderful about that though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the crazy thing is, is there's still so much of like my country that I haven't even seen yet. It's very like North Island is the smallest of the two islands, but it's probably where the most people live. But then the South Island is just this beautiful landscape um, down there. And so For I need sure. to get down there and spend more time there. There's quite a few jugglers in the South Island too. So um, obviously i would catch up with them while I'm down there as well. So yeah, who knows? Maybe my honeymoon might be down there. We'll have to just see what happens sounds like a plan so i've got some other notes here i wanted to talk to you about some of your world records which still stand um to my knowledge yeah so you've got the blind behind back uh a couple of those world records and some penguin world records which people listening might not know what those are so feel free to sort of explain them um the best you can so
1: yeah yeah um bbb is a uh, blind behind the back and it is juggling blind behind the back it is typically <laughs> done where it you throw it into your back um it's just juggling where you physically can't see it i'm terrible at, at explaining this no it's i'm it's, doing it's an a awful to job explain. but you know like... but it's it's self-explanatory. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I need to explain it, but like <laughs> I'm juggling three balls or four balls and they're behind my back and they're hitting my elbows slash like back so I can tell where they are.
0: Yeah. I think pra- that's probably the most, that that's the most ex- important part to explain is that they, they, they do stay in contact with your body, both your back and your arms.
1: Yeah. Some, some people do it. Some people do it without that, and uh, they don't typically do that with more than three. Yeah. Um, so because that makes it like not even significantly like that's it's like astronomically, it's a different trick altogether. Yeah, yeah I've tried say. it.
0: It's almost like back crosses that don't leave the, the plane <laughs> of your back.
1: Yeah, um, back crosses that don't escape the back. Exactly. And penguins are basically just like if you were to toss something behind your shoulder and catch it back there, but instead of being behind your shoulder, it's like to the right of your shoulder. Mm-hmm. So you have you have like this weird position where like if your hand were what were behind your shoulder to catch a ball, um, it's in that position but to the side. That's that's a good way of explaining it you somehow i can explain that a little bit better than blind behind the back
0: i was just going to say that you just juggled five penguins for the longest time or seven penguins for the longest time and just yeah yeah no it is it is <laughs> with their consent of course
1: yeah of course yeah um
0: so no. yeah so obviously like you set most of those i can see in 2016 and 2017 and to my knowledge no one has bet those records is that right
1: I, I I don't keep up, um, but I do remember the time that I did those. There was a guy um, who works on Juggle Wiki quite a bit. Um, he's one of the three main Juggle Wiki guys, and he was offering prize money to people who broke world records. And really? so he was like, he was like giving fifty dollars for each world record. And so, how was that sustainable? That's I don't know. He just had the money, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was, I, I I don't really know much about him. I can't, I can't talk on that, but um, it was very cool. And Delaney and I, Delaney and I were going to school at the same time and we were both at the festival. And so we were trying to see who could break more world records. Yes. I noticed and that uh,
0: most of those records, when I click on the video, it takes you to like the same camera shot, the same, the same Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're all basically the same. And a lot of those have been broken since then. Um so the video is a little a little irrelevant, but like still has the videos that need to be there, I guess. Gotcha. No, that's cool. Yeah, there's a run in there. It's got to be the the hardest thing in that video where Delaney does five ring pancakes for like 2 minutes. Yeah, I saw that. That that's yeah. crazy. <laughs>
0: So anyway, why don't we touch on that a little bit? So you studied with her, obviously. Um, at is it Circadium? Have I got that right?
1: Yes, uh, Circadium School of Contemporary Circus.
0: Cool. And is that in Philadelphia? It
1: is. That's handy.
0: So is that? I'm um, I'm assuming that's why you moved there, or were you already living there?
1: Yeah. So um, I, I once I convinced my parents that I could like be a performer. Uh, because obvious, obviously, my my dad's an anesthesiologist, and oh, he's like, okay. "There's there's no money in this." Um, mm-hmm. And then some, th- some there was some statistic that was shown that was like, "Look at how much clowns make at Cirque," and and then he's like, "Hmm," and then he was like, "Yeah, okay, you can try this." Really? And then like they were, and then they were like kind of supportive about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So, I'm assuming they
0: always supported it as a hobby, but it was when you wanted to transition into that. It wasn't um, even,
1: yeah, it wasn't even that they didn't support it. Uh, they just were like really skeptical about it. Like, I don't think they would be like angry at me if I went and did it, but like financially, I couldn't sustain it myself mm-hmm. at the time. So, that's it was that kind of situation.
0: Okay. Interesting yeah because i like i think i think my parents would sort of be the same like i never for me juggling's always been like a hobby that i've enjoyed and performance has sort of no interest to me maybe if i could make a living teaching workshops that would be different but i think when you're a juggler for a living you need to have different sources of income from juggling so whether that be workshops performing um yeah so for me it's never been a problem but I can imagine if I was in that same boat it would have been some serious conversations with my parents and they probably would have wanted me to have a quote-unquote plan b um that sort of thing you know
1: yeah I hear about plan b all the time (laughs) (laughs) Plan B. (laughs) yeah like it's it's always every time I talk to my my parents if I don't talk enough then it every single conversation is about finance, so right. I make sure to call as much as I can, <laughs> so we can actually talk about real things.
0: Yeah, fair
1: enough. So yeah, so
0: what was it like? Obviously, studying circus because, I like for me, I just I've got a degree in in um, computer science, so it's very like clear and obvious what that looks like. You just you know you go to the campus and you do the classes. You have. Um, assessments throughout the year and then you have exams at the end of the year and it's all obviously like academic there's a bit of like practical stuff when it comes to developing websites or building databases that sort of stuff but what is it what does it look like doing sort of a qualification in circus
1: yeah I mean well circus school is it's uh I mean exactly what it sounds like it's you do a bunch of acrobatics you do dance you do theater um, there is stuff on script writing and literature and like forming, like stories for like acts. Yeah, I thought that'd be
0: the case. Um, I thought it wouldn't be strictly performing; there'd be sort of everything behind the scenes as well.
1: Yeah, and I can't speak for stuff like ENC, ECQ, any of the other circus schools in my direct area, but um, for my experiences, it was a lot of website development um financial work how to deal with finances how to market yourself Mm -hmm. just a lot of stuff that like uh, fits into the realm of like things that could be just normal school stuff but it's more practical i guess it fits it's i'm not doing just a random uh chemistry class or something yeah yeah,
0: no, that's interesting. I didn't realize that it would have covered all of that, but it's awesome to hear that it does. That's really
1: cool. Yeah, it's it's really it's really nice.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, and so you studied with Delaney and Stephen. Is that right?
1: That is correct. We were the the triple threat. Nice. That would have been fun. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we all came out of that very, very different from each other
0: yeah no that's i mean obviously me only looking from the outside i can i can see that for sure you've all got your very sort of like different styles both like in performance and just like the general content that you guys produce online for sure and uh
1: i i learned that watching delaney in person doesn't really phase me anymore because i saw (laughs) i i've seen it too much yeah um but but like I could still be like wow that's amazing but it doesn't hit as hard as when like I first met her and saw her doing the stuff like now like she'll be doing like shoulder throws with like six clubs and I'm I'm like okay well I mean I guess I expected that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no she she is is insanely good I I can't even comprehend how good she is and so you've obviously done some I saw that 2019 was quite a good year for you as far as competitions went because you won both the individual's um challenge for IJA and the team's challenge or uh
1: yes I don't know what the correct
0: term is for it but yeah
1: yeah so um it it was it was weird because I usually do a lot of stuff at IJA um I there's like a thing called x-juggling where it's uh I'm sure you know of that where people will go it's basically a best trick competition Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I'm usually one of the only people who tries to do every category. And I don't know if that's annoying to people or not, but I just really <laughs> enjoy going up there and, like, throwing really hard things or, like... No, that's cool. That's you, awesome. You know, like... um. So I'm usually doing that. Uh, but on top of that, I was doing the competition, and that was kind of stressful. Yeah, um, it looked intense,
0: the, for sure.
1: Not the individuals as much as the teams, because... I, I'm just... I don't pass. I, Interesting. Uh, okay. It's a little bit of lore. Like, I really actually do not like to pass. So mm-hmm. if you come up to me and ask me to pass at a festival, I will. But just know... If it's like 10 minutes past, then I might start to resent you. Just kidding. No, okay. I, Everyone listening, yeah. please, when you no, see that, no, 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 this, no, yeah. no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm joking, I'm joking. I enjoy passing with someone if they come up and ask me and they really want to pass. Like, I enjoy that. But if you want me to learn a trick, like, that really stresses me out. That, oh, like, 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 triggers... A, yeah. an, that's like anxiety, almost. Anxiety city.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same. So at the New Zealand Juggling Festivals here, they're everyone passes it's like a big passing a massive part of juggling culture here but for me being the only juggler in my hometown i've never or well, not the only there's there's a couple of others but i just never passed so when i go to festivals and they're like oh let's work on this and they have all these crazy names for it i'm like uh, i can do four count or three count take your pick
1: <laughs> it's like i also don't want to stand here and try and have you explain this to me <laughs> because i know i don't have the capacity to do this right now yeah Yeah, for sure.
0: And it's just, passing Passing is just such a, it's like a whole prop on its own. Like, forget about the fact that it's Mm -hmm. clubs usually. It's just passing, especially those crazy patterns where there's like more than two people. It's just, yeah, I can do some like pretty technical stuff with three balls that people find really confusing, but passing is just... I just can't comprehend yeah. what goes on there sometimes. And it's not even, like, there doesn't even have to be 15 clubs or something involved. Even some of these crazy six-club passing patterns are nuts. <laughs> it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's it's a lot. I, I like to be an accessory to your trick. I'll, <laughs> I'll stand there and do the four-count bit while you do all the crazy, like, yes, passes yes, to yourself. And, uh, but, which is a lot of the Delaney and I act, actually, if you watch it there's we try and fit as much solo juggling into passing as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah. I did watch it prior to um, us recording this podcast and it was actually, I'd, I'd seen it before, but watching it again now it was, it was a really cool act actually.
1: Yeah. There's, there's like a, a whole like that, that act has a whole like history through like circadian and, whatever like it started off as a solo with me with the train station music and Mm -hmm. then it evolved into a duo and then it became this thing with the rings and then it became what it is I guess in that video but we haven't really done it since right gotcha
0: and yeah and then also your individual one so was that were those competitions on the same night so you did the teams and the individuals on the same night
1: yeah so that show is the same with both it it's uh the same show they will gotcha. be like they'll bring out an individual act and then they're like all right let's bring out another team's act let's oh, bring out another okay. individual okay. act
0: so that must be a big a big show then that must go on for several hours i imagine right
1: uh yeah it it depends but yeah it's it's usually pretty exciting because uh There's a lot of deliberation, and in between acts, there's the people who have their like lamps on in the front because they're they're finishing their scoring or whatever. So the MC has to has to fill in time, and that kind of feels like exciting. I just I feel like the whole idea of a winner like makes that show exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: So I'm I'm really excited to see that show live again, from like the perspective of an an audience.
0: Yeah. So you're obviously not competing this year. Then
1: you're gonna just happily. Sit God back and no enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no no please no. <laughs> One and done are you? I I assume so unless there's like a drastic change in my life. Yeah, but fair enough. I I, I don't see any reason to do it again. Um, yeah.
0: No, that's fair. But I I
1: thought I thought it was a lot of fun there. I think there was an act that sometimes they they judge the acts that are more non-conventional differently and it's hard to say if an act will place high or low because of that so for example there was a passing act the same year as delaney and i um but it was it was plate spinning it's plate spinning passing
0: yeah see this is where like trying to trying to sort of judge juggling can become
1: so subjective right it's yeah it's it's a pain in the butt um (laughs) It's like, I, I don't know. um I, I know there's a whole like stigma. Like people are like, ah, oh, man, another Diabolist one. Ah, oh, man, another Diabolist. Come on. It's just because they do Diablo and you can't score it. But like, honestly, Diabolists ha- usually have better acts than a lot of jugglers.
0: I would agree with that. I've seen some incredible I, acts with, um, with Diablo for sure.
1: There's there's times I wouldn't agree with the way that they did it, but you know what? I'm not in charge and if it's totally done by like a panel and they all came to that conclusion, then why not? Yeah. You know, for sure. Um but yeah, the plate spinning act, they placed second. And I think they they actually placed like uh, half a point below us. So they that, almost won.
0: That sounds close. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Half a point sounds close in Um in I, th- any judging. I think
1: yeah, that's kinda that's kinda vague if you don't know. It's like <laughs> <laughs> one Zach Nickel. I don't I don't know. Some some weird rudimentary form of measurement. Uh but yeah, it it I'm pretty sure it was pretty close based on whenever I was like looking at it, because it kinda it kinda freaked me out a little bit when I saw it. Mm. Um, no, cool. But
0: uh, yeah, like, that, it, was, it, that was cool. Yeah, and it just those are those kind of videos that not just yours, but just all of those IGA um competition videos are always so enjoyable to watch, and I find myself continuing to go back and watch those from you know previous years. Yeah, and I, and I think your individual one has like three hundred thousand views on YouTube as we
1: as of right now, yeah. which is insane. The, yeah, that that was pretty cool um that was that was pretty exciting to see that happening and there was quite a few views that came out of the the teams act as well Mm -hmm. um but there was also another act that got that is at like over a million views from that same competition the there's a guy who did eight ring isolations i think his name was jumpay okay um which he's amazing he's the best best at at that i've ever seen but i think he placed last because it's eight ring isolation
0: yeah and see and that's where it just that's where it sort of becomes quite subjective and if you've got to judge to a certain criteria you can still have an amazing act that doesn't do well you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah like there's there's a whole category titled risk and they're like well he doesn't let go Mm. he lets go twice i think but the rest of it he doesn't let go so to them they're like oh well the risk is out the window so like i don't know how to how to say this i guess the risk would be zero to one out of 10 i don't know
0: from the perspective of juggling then yeah like i can from like you know like the traditional yeah toss juggling sort of criteria yeah. i guess yeah no interesting no, i think I've, i think i know the video that you're talking about i probably just didn't click that it was part of it was you know on the same ch- uh, the, uh sorry the same competition that that you won golden
1: yeah no that that was a uh, that was probably like the fan favorite act of the night i think right um and also i think i saw him at a burger king after that <laughs> <laughs> so nice. that was like i don't know if he knew who like if he recognized me but like i saw him because he was holding a bag that had eight rings in it <laughs> So I was like, okay, well, it's definitely you, but I'm not holding any juggling stuff. So I I could be some random person to you. Just a random uh, Burger King <laughs> Burger <customer>. King advocate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, so I wanted to also talk to you about the top 40 jugglers as well. I've done some very unscientific calculations. Oh, wow. So yeah so i think i might have mentioned it uh to you before but for the last few years i have basically been building like a database based on the top 40 jugglers results um interesting i i don't know if you've told me maybe i didn't i'm not too sure um but yeah so from 2003 when it started to now i've basically been recording all the results and then i'm just starting to look at the trends that i can see based on the data um So you've been on the top 40 jugglers for six years in a row and 2019 was your best year where you got number two in the top 40 jugglers and I think that's probably got a lot to do with the fact that you also won gold at the IGA as well and 2019 was a very good year for you obviously as far as juggling goes. Um, But what I did realize is I did this, this weird calculation, I don't know how factual it is, but you are ninth equal for the most
1: successful juggler on the top 40 jugglers. Most successful. So like ranking averaging out. Sort
0: of yeah, so what I did was I got people's average ranking, but then I also divided that by the number of times um, a person had appeared on it because obviously like you could you could just make it to the number one spot for one year. And then your average would be one, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. factor in that you haven't appeared on it for other years as well. If that makes sense. I don't know. It's sort of, for sure. It sort of made sense in my mind. And so like when I did this calculation, West Peden was in the number one spot, obviously. Um, And then when I'm sort of looking at these, like they do look like they make sense. Um, And I'll have to share this with you someday so you can um, have a look for yourself, but yeah, so you're you're the ninth equal with Taylor Glenn for the most successful top forty juggler.
1: Wow, that's that's crazy.
0: Congratulations!
1: <laughs> wow, I I have to accept this award. <laughs> Thank you, um, Taylor Glenn. Like she really like went from uh, underground again like she used to be like really active online and then yeah. when she started posting again and started doing all of her like tutorials and stuff she really just shot up the list like yeah uh, no she, she um
0: she sort of did come not out of nowhere because yeah i used to watch her videos from like 10 years ago when she Same. um made those videos she even had like some tutorials on like ruben uh rubenstein's revenge and some other tricks that i learned from and they were like Those videos are like 10 years old now, but then she sort of came back with a real social media like presence and just blew up.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was a big surprise to me because uh, I had seen her channel whenever I first got on YouTube with juggling and was like searching for juggling. And I Mm -hmm. was like, well, that's that's a person who I'll probably never see post a video because it seems like they just don't post videos anymore. Yeah. So seeing that was like a big surprise to me.
0: Yeah. And so like the Taylor tries thing, like I don't think she went by Taylor tries early on. Right. That was like her, her revamp sort of thing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a rebranding, a reboot, if you will, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, For sure.
0: But yeah, I had people at work who I work with who are non-jugglers sending (laughs) me clips of hers that they came across on Reddit and stuff. And so I knew when Mm -hmm. that was happening, that she had really, sort of got to this level of success that was pretty rare as far as juggling goes that I had people that I had people who are non-jugglers sending me stuff saying, have you seen this? And I'm like, yeah, I've been watching her for years. Nothing new, but thanks for sharing.
1: (laughs) Is that what you normally say? If you're like nothing new, but thanks for sharing. I I don't say
0: that to them, um, but there's a 99.9% chance that if, you're sending me something as a non juggler. I've already seen it. Oh, okay, it's just something that blew up online that we have we as jugglers had seen six months ago. Um, so yeah, on those yeah. like people are awesome videos or just like a random video on Reddit that gets shared around and blows up.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's the one there's you got the Chris Bliss one. I remember when that was passing around. yeah I
0: don't I feel like by then I think Jason Garfield had already like I don't know talked down upon it so much that that yeah I don't know I just feel like I never really saw that circulated maybe because it was because I started juggling 12 years ago so you must have been juggling like a little bit before me but yeah that video was already like no one and it had sort of died on the internet but it was still there obviously yeah you know that was an interesting time i remember watching that uh for the first time and i did think it was impressive but i believe i had already come across the wjf stuff first so i sort of knew that it was yeah from a from a technical level wasn't that impressive but it's still a great uh, performance and there are a lot of jugglers that still enjoy watching his um his act
1: yeah and uh there's something i didn't learn until much later after first watching it where um, you know people are all like oh man there's so much better like there's there's so many other things that people could really be enjoying but they're watching this thinking it's the best thing in the world
0: yeah and that's where i can sort of understand why jason garfield seemed to get so triggered by that video was yeah, that people yeah, were jason referring garfield. yeah i know i know but people were <laughs> referring to this as like the at or well, chris as the greatest juggler ever and it's like if only you knew you know like yeah. there's just there's so much more to this sort of space yeah
1: and uh, i don't think like chris bliss like deserved hate no no like he didn't ask thing. for this no. <laughs> and also he's not even a juggler like that's not his main hustle i don't know if you know that
0: no i um i i think i saw that he is he a stand up comedian now
1: i he's always been a stand up comedian and that's how he ended his career comedy show right so it was sense. the amazing juggling finale so like he does camp comedy and then he's like just brings out the balls and he's like i'm a juggler also i can juggle as well so i'm gonna do this thing so like for a person who says like oh and also i juggle like yeah, doing yeah like yeah. three ball back crosses and all whatever the things even though he looks like he's having like uh s- some serious like like movement quality like i'm i'm like dude are you okay like on stage like it's still like really impressive and oh people yeah. seem to really connect with it yeah. so you're just jealous i guess i don't know
0: yeah like i think it i think it deserves the attention that it got but as long as like people know that that's not the be-all end-all of juggling that's just not even yeah. scratching the surface you know
1: yeah there's there's so much more for them to discover mm-hmm. um, which i'm sure at some point they will yeah yeah for sure for sure
0: um speaking about sort of videos and you know stuff going viral i also remembered that you were on that wired almost impossible series <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't realize like i'd watched it way back but it was obviously focused around alex um baron yeah. and but then i like i watched it again and i was like hold on zach's in this for like you know a few minutes um talking about bbb which is what we were talking about at the start of this podcast
1: it makes no sense why i'm in that video i'm just gonna (laughs) say that flat out they contacted me and they were like hey um we're doing a video about thing about juggling world records um would you like to join would you like to join i didn't know anything about alex Barron. a guy came to my house a guy like an independent guy who didn't work with them phoned them in, and then gave them the questions.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because I could tell that it was filmed We lived. So it wasn't yeah. like you had to go to the studio. They came to you and did the whole thing in-house, which yeah. is interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it was very interesting. So I didn't really know what the motive behind the whole thing was. I knew they just wanted to get some shots of me juggling. And they wanted to get me talking about how BBB works and blind behind the back I don't know if they think that blind behind the back is equitable to what Alex Barron is doing or if they just wanted to break up the video
0: well that's it I think it complements the video quite well obviously Alex is the focus but when it jumped to your bit even though you say that you don't know why you're in it I think it it fits quite well and it was a nice break of what alex was talking about because he's obviously the main focus in that video for those listening this is a there's a series that wired on youtube does called uh, almost impossible and they basically talk about um how would you explain it sort of how certain sports or activities are like nearly at that peak um they'll
1: and, they'll i'm sorry
0: no, no no i'm i'm sort of struggling to explain what the series is about
1: basically they'll they'll find a world record that they think is really impressive. And then like, whatever the measurement is, they're like, why it's almost impossible. They'll like be like, what's the highest height that's ever been jumped. Yeah. And then they'll just add like an extra increment to it and say, it's impossible.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> perfect. And there was one about uh tricking recently. So I used to uh, do tricking, which is like a form of sort of um movement. So it's like a mix of gymnastics and martial arts and stuff. And, a guy yeah. called Michael Guthrie had just done a quad cork. So it's like a, a trick with four twists. And they talked about how, why it was almost impossible to do a, a quintuple cork. Um, so it's, it's, oh, this, it's yeah. the same kind of principle. I'll
1: have to check that out.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, this, it's the same format as like the juggling one. They sort of, it's a very sort of rinse and repeat formula uh, to their videos, but it's still really interesting.
1: Yeah. And uh this is, this is going back to another thing where like there's tricking there's all sorts of things in juggling like uh there's sure there's the sub genres of juggling but there's a lot of different disciplines and uh small skills that are so juggling adjacent yes um like skateboarding kind of feels juggling adjacent um i recently learned that jump rope has a community behind it yeah that is very similar um, mm-hmm. where there's like the people who are like creating the tricks and then there's the people who are like pushing the technique of jump rope mm-hmm. um i i learned that actually while i was on tour with a couple of jump rope acrobats that's cool so that was that was kind of interesting to it's, watch
0: it's just so cool eh? like it's just we we're only really involved well i'm only really involved in like the juggling scene and we've got such a yeah such a interesting and complex culture here and then to think that this is happening in thousands of other um groups is just it's actually quite beautiful really um yeah Yeah. it's really cool
1: i i think uh juggling juggling is just overall great Mm -hmm. i think the community is great um you never get bored i never get bored i guess i should say because if i do i just stop yeah and uh I don't need other people to do it, which I guess is selfish. But also like, I just really like to do things by myself sometimes. And that's my thing to do.
0: I'm the exact same. So as a kid, like I hated playing sports in school because you were often like dependent on a, on a team. And for me, I was either the worst kid in the best team or like the best kid in the worst team. So I just never found like a sport that I could really enjoy. And I was, yeah, I'd hated the sort of the concept of rules and that you go down on a Saturday morning and you, you play in the sport where it's like juggling, I can just do it whenever I feel like it. And there's no constraints mm-hmm. or anything like that, you know?
1: Yeah. It's, it's great. You don't need someone to help you with your pitching or you, or whatever it is that you, that you do. I, I just want to work on my own time Um, And when I get bored, I want to be able to stop and not feel bad that I stopped somebody else from continuing Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Um, Yeah, I'm very ADHD. I don't know if I mentioned. And uh, I've I've taken meds for ADHD, but it it just kind of makes me like not have motives in life. So I just live with it. Which is a. yeah, interesting. Well, it, interesting is a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: and obviously it's had some influence on your juggling, is that fair to say? Like it's sort of
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, um I I was homeschooled for in 5th grade. I I was homeschooled 1st through 4th grade, and then 5th grade was my first year not homeschooled. Okay. So as a homeschool kid going into school, I didn't really quite fit in. So I was going back to my house and doing juggling because it was fun and I could do it by myself and I felt like I was progressing. Um, and uh, so there was, there was a lot of things about my schooling that felt like it influenced my juggling. Because I, I did fifth, fifth and sixth grade and then I went back to homeschool and that's about the time when I really, really started to juggle interesting and like i learned like five and started learning like whatever um yeah
0: okay. the real question is did you skip six
1: um i considered it <laughs> but you have to understand you have to understand the context of the situation the gravity of the situation it was <laughs> Because this wasn't an ordinary six. I was using tennis balls.
0: Oh, wait. So you learned to juggle five with tennis I learned, balls?
1: I learned to juggle seven with tennis balls. Oh, don't my tell dude. me
0: that. Oh, that is like, on God,
1: like, <laughs> I was chasing the balls. When I went to my first festival after, like, six years of juggling and someone handed me a beanbag, I was like, I am such an idiot. I was... I was so, like, dumbfounded that you could have a ball that didn't roll away or didn't collide midair. Doing six in a fountain with uh with tennis balls, like, I tried it a lot of different ways. Maybe I would have still skipped, but it really, <laughs> like, I all I know is that I was, like, seven. I was like, okay, well, this feels, like, doable. Mm-hmm. The other one, I was like, okay, this does not feel doable, okay. but I did go back and work on six.
0: Please tell me that these tennis balls were at least filled with like something, right? No. The oh tennis my, balls. G- what the heck? Yeah. And the like tennis th- ball. the fact that you still like juggling now is like crazy. If you like yeah. put yourself through that, you're definitely a juggler for life. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> like but when i say like i learned 7 i think i did like 20 catches
0: Still, and that's around that's crazy. that
1: that's around whenever i switched to beanbags like i i immediately bought juggling balls there cuz my my initial thought was i had just like i had just started working on 7 balls and around the time when i first got clubs and rings like in my hands cuz mm-hmm. i also like didn't really live by jugglers at all or I didn't really know that jugglers existed anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. I just figured I was like too far out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, around the time I got clubs and rings, I was like, well, I don't need to get balls. Cause I have balls. Like, I don't <laughs> need to like, why would I get like, I just remember distinctly thinking like, I don't need to buy juggling balls. That's ridiculous. That's I have tennis so, balls. That, like I, I still have those as well.
0: Okay. That's crazy. I, I
1: have those. I'll send you a picture if I can find them.
0: Yeah. No, do it. That's hilarious. I was, I was the <laughs> exact opposite. I like got my grandma. So I learned, I probably learned to juggle with, uh, tennis balls to be fair. And then that Christmas, my grandma bought me like a set of those cheap, like four panel, um, juggling balls. And then within a few mm-hmm. weeks I was like, okay, there's got to be better stuff out there. So we were on like polar opposites. I was like looking for the good shit straight off the bat, whereas you like put yourself through hell.
1: (laughs) Well, I think um, there was a point where I had this tic tac toe game where you have these like these flat pancake ball beanbag things. And I tried using those to learn five for like five minutes or something. And I was like, these aren't round. This isn't working. So I went back, but it didn't ever reoccur to me until later that oh yeah maybe i could find a better ball
0: yeah well at least tennis balls have one decent characteristic that they are perfectly round um i can't really say much else positive about them but they are round whereas at least yeah whereas like the cheap beanbags have a very cubey square like feel to them
1: i mean yeah i don't know of a lot of sports balls that would be worse than tennis balls in hindsight um but but you know what like honestly like whatever it was fun yeah. i and i i didn't think it was like boring i didn't get too frustrated i guess yeah oh
0: if, if you asked me now to juggle tennis balls i would just lose my shit i would just, like just just the thought of like like or just having to do a whole practice session with tennis balls like they would just be flying everywhere they'd be bouncing under the couch or under the tv
1: or oh, you don't ever just grab something that's around you and just juggle it are you maybe, not one of those those jugglers maybe like fruit or something goes in social functions functions and juggles
0: yeah. anything anything that's round like if i see it if i see three objects that are round i'll just grab them and juggle but like if i had to have like a dedicated juggling practice with anything other than juggling props hell no i'll be (laughs) skipping that juggling practice (laughs) wow but yeah anyway i had i had two other things i wanted to talk about very quickly cool um i wanted to talk about juggling memes are you one of the are you the creator behind the juggling memes facebook group
1: i am the god of juggling memes (laughs) i created it and then realized that there's no option to delete a facebook group are you serious I tried to delete it multiple <laughs> times. Please like, don't believe so me funny. when I say I like every time it's ever gotten toxic. I look into how do I delete this <laughs> this group? Yeah, it like it goes through rough patches.
0: What if you removed all the members and all the posts? Surely it would let you delete it then, right?
1: I don't know. It it had an option to be archived. Um, and also, I don't know if you want to like explain to me how to do it i don't I'm not in the place where I think that I, I would want to do it, but there was part of me that wants to do something really chaotic with it because I'm like, well, I'm stuck with this, and I don't want to just hand it off to someone else because I don't trust them to like like I feel like if things get like really rough, like I don't want the group to be like a hellscape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's, it's like my own personal demon that I just have. now
0: <laughs> that's crazy. So for those who are listening that don't know, there's a Facebook group called Juggling Memes. Well, I don't even know what it's called at the moment. It's <laughs> it, it changes <laughs> weekly. By the sounds, of
1: it. I'm gonna next time it changes, it's changing back to Juggling Memes, and I'm never changing it again. That's okay. my plan.
0: Because what there's three thousand members now. Maybe more? Yeah.
1: Pe- well, every time I change it, people join and they kind of stick around. I thought people would leave if you change the
0: name because I'd be like, what is this?
1: And then Maybe just- they do. It doesn't tell me, but it def- Like, I always get new members as soon as I change the name because people are like, oh, let's check this out.
0: Mm, yeah. And obviously you have the admin approval for all posts turned on, right?
1: Well, yes. Whenever people are posting porn and... <laughs> Uh, whatever it is that they want to post, yeah, <laughs> this no. was a problem. Everyone in there has very drastically different opinions on what is okay, what is not okay, and it is up to the moderators to decide. And sometimes it gets a little hairy, and yeah, it's just yeah. impossible to run that group without having the approval on.
0: There's there's some posts in there that definitely like dance on the line of. Of uh, being inappropriate. So I can, I'm sure that you've probably had to turn down or sort of deny the odd post here and there. Cause, yeah,
1: yeah if, it's if you wild. see one that's a little, that's a little dancing on the line, chances are I probably was not the one who approved it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like I have admins and I have mods, but like everyone's different. And if they're like, man, man, this shit funny, they're just gonna like, they're just going to post it anyway. Like they're going to let it go through. Cause they're like they they're chaos, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And like this, like obviously there's, there's trends where like something will be um, topical. So everyone's making memes about that particular subject. So like the, the whole skip six thing, that's where I got the name from because yeah, like there was a time where people were just making jokes about skipping six constantly over and over again.
1: It's amazing, actually. Like, I feel like of all the things I've, like, worked on, somehow it's become the most fruitful. Mm. Um, Because it's just, like, a place that should have existed before, and it didn't. And uh, it wasn't even supposed to be that big of a group. It was just supposed to be, like, 12 of us, but then people started joining, and it got really... People started taking it, like, seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean most of my juggling friends are members on that group now. They might not yeah, post anything themselves, but you know, they're there checking yeah, stuff out, so I
1: yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm kind of happy with the the vibe it has right now, which is dead. Um <laughs> and keeping it like dead, but then occasionally a post will pop up and either it gets no likes, which those are my favorite by the way what when they get no I, likes when they get no likes or they only get like 10 likes usually those are the god tier ones those are usually the ones that like are beyond most people's comprehension it's like 3000 IQ play
0: yeah yeah for sure well so that that raises a good point <laughs> i'm going to expose myself <laughs> here a little bit um okay. i have actually posted quite a few times on there um some of them have done really well usually the ones where i take the piss out of you um seem to do quite well but great um the ones that i post that do get like 10 likes after a couple of days i'm like damn it no one likes this and then i'll just basically delete them um oh
1: god but maybe i should that's leave history them up. that's like history that's this is gonna be like a two-hour docuseries <laughs> in like a year yeah uh, um, yeah maybe the, but the rise and fall of juggling memes what happened question mark <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah it's just i don't know i'll I'll post something and in my mind i'm like this is the funniest shit ever like this is i've been on photoshop (laughs) that's the worst
1: (laughs) that's the absolute worst i feel bad
0: i know and then it's the ones that like you put no thought into that just get like 150 likes
1: that's because a lot of jugglers are just normies you say haha skip six and then 200 likes 200 likes but then someone carefully crafts something and they're like, this is my baby. This is, this is the, this is the, my magnum opus meme. And everyone's just like, not instant, funny, ha not funny. <laughs> and then if they, if there was a downvote button, they probably wouldn't even push that because they don't care enough about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I, I guess. Th- the worst part for me is when I post something and then I get the odd comment and the person who's commented clearly didn't get it or they've like gone out down a different route. And I'm like, do I engage in yeah. this comment or do I just let it sit there awkwardly?
1: Now I have to explain the joke. The joke <laughs> is dead.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's funny. I'm going to, after this, I'm going to post something like I'm just going to, I'm going to find something to post and just, I'll pin it. Hopefully it gets like zero <laughs> likes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll delete it in two I, lo- days.
1: <laughs> I love the idea of just being in charge of this giant group because I can like, I can really just screw with people like uh, if I wanted to like, but also like, I feel like I can lift up people that I want to lift up. Yeah. Like if someone wants to like advertise something and like normally that's not a thing, then I can, I can approve it and just like make it an announcement post for like a couple days. Yeah or something and that that feels kind of like a special place to be in Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So. Just just
0: don't let it go to your head and become a dictator.
1: I I don't think I would cuz I I only think about juggling memes once every 2 weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Like like not to be like right now I'm I'm like doing a lot of stuff uh which is why I haven't been posting. Um but yeah, I'm I'm trying to like June is like the busiest month of this year, probably for me, okay, um June and the end of May okay, so well, we'll, well, let's see what happens
0: let's uh let's transition into my last point, which was a great a great transition you just did. I wanted to talk about some of your current projects that you were that you're currently working on. obviously, you've got like your YouTube channel and your patreon, um I also saw that there's something happening with the juggling reviews, Instagram um account that you run as well so yeah yeah, feel free to talk about whatever feel free to plug whatever you want to even though if someone's listening to this podcast they're probably already following these different things if you you made it
1: this far then yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i mean uh to start off with something smaller like juggling reviews um that was getting a little difficult to manage as a as a one person like taking in all the info from all the different people who were doing the reviews um and also there was just not there was a lot of criticism about the making a scoring system yeah which i i think is like like personally i think it's like fun to have a little fun little competition but like not really competition because it's like it's just a It's just an Instagram page with a hundred followers or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, so
0: let's quickly talk about that. So I was on that sort of, what do we call it? Juggling, juggling review panel where you would basically tell us about the video and then we would watch it and then we would give it our own score based on about six or seven different criteria. Um, But as
1: long as well as like whatever it is that you felt like you wanted to say about the video, like favorites, least favorite parts.
0: And it was interesting because sometimes like videos that I thought were amazing actually scored quite a low collective score. And then other times I would score something quite low and it would get a really high score. So I, I found it really interesting that obviously my views were very different to other people's in the group.
1: Very, yeah, very, uh, very strange. There was always the one person. I'm not going to name names. Maybe I was maybe always one always person, the one person. <laughs> no, you aren't. You aren't the one person. But there's always one person who was the low ball, the low baller. Every single score he would give a, like, like it would be like a, like, I think the highest score he ever gave with, like, fives all across the board.
0: <laughs> Are you sure he didn't think it was out of five? <laughs>
1: no i don't think so well, that's a good question but well he when he gave five he was like pretty critical so, okay like, that makes sense probably not if he was
0: like this this video is perfect five out of 10 it they'd be like uh <laughs>
1: something's this wrong this chili's <laughs> is amazing couldn't have been better too <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i don't know but um it was it was just becoming a lot and uh I was then the juggling awards thing kind of grew out of that, and that was fun. That was really fun. I like that. That feels like promising. I and that one is going to continue to happen. Awesome. Um, But the thing is, is that I don't want to have scores on things. If like something we scored low gets video of the year, or like there's some sort of weird thing there that feels, um, feels like a bit um, strange to deal with in the moment but also like i i'm feeling more interested in lifting up the videos that i want to um and not worrying too much about like mistakes just kind of highlighting what i like and maybe like saying like one thing i would change or something mm. um and also i it was a little disheartening every single time the score was way different than what i thought it was And it was like, man, I like this is what I'm putting out, and it doesn't really reflect my opinion. And I know it's not supposed to reflect my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's it's weird to have a review that, yeah, that like I'm reviewing and I'm part of the review, but it's scoring like three numbers different. Yeah, than what i thought maybe
0: maybe we almost needed to have like a collective meeting where we actually were able to hear each other's views on it and stuff and almost kind of find like a middle ground because um but yeah i can i can see how that would feel quite conflicting because i think it was very obvious that you were one of the main people behind it but then the the final yeah, scores. I tried and stuff. to make it obvious. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the final scores and stuff didn't reflect how you felt. So I can see how that would feel just not yeah. quite right. Um,
1: yeah. And also me being the only person who uh, was like f- pretty like vocally, like I'm doing this. Mm. Some other people, I think you made like a story post or something, but like, yeah. uh, it was weird to be like the one person because it's like, well, if this score was weird, they're just gonna look at me. Like.
0: Yeah, they'll be like, "How did you give pink shorts a six out of ten? What the heck?"
1: Well, that that's I gave it a seven.
0: Did, oh, I gave it like a nine, dude. That's like, yeah, a...
1: I I know that's that's the difference, but that's that's the thing is like there was a whole there was a whole debate, but there was there was lower there was way lower scores than me, dude. Mm. I don't know. Sus. I don't know. It was weird. It, it, it must have been because uh, maybe it's these uh these new age kids these 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 young cats yeah yeah all <laughs> up in our like in our history they don't know their hit they don't know where they came from.
0: I'm not going down that <laughs> rabbit hole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own on that line.
1: <laughs> I'm just messing now, around. You're totally. Right. I'm from America. <laughs> Cut me. Sl- <laughs> We're try I'm trying to live with my. I'm trying to like survive over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, totally, totally.
0: But yeah, so like, what about your YouTube channel? So I've been watching your live streams um, recently, the discog- discography dives. Um, yeah. You you also started like a weekly roundup sort of thing as well, which was quite cool.
1: Yeah. I, I really want to get back to that. Um, currently my, my room is being inhabited by a guest and, that is happening like 24 seven. And so I haven't been streaming mm-hmm. since I got back uh, working towards it, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, but my main goal with all this stuff is I just, I'm really fascinated by all these cultural things that exist in other cultures, like uh, these review pages and these reviewers and these, uh, these video essays. Yeah. And-
0: yeah. The whole sort of like, commentary
1: culture i would love to see more of that and juggling yeah but and that's, it's hard it's it's a lot
0: i sort of want like obviously this podcast i wanted skip six to be kind of a brand with the podcast first and i'm hoping that i can delve into that space eventually um because mm-hmm. it is interesting but there's yeah there's just so much in the way of logistics about starting it's hard um yeah and obviously, like. We have the, um, there's two, oh, I can't think of their names right now. There's, there's Ivan and one other person that do the, like. Luke Burridge, maybe? No, no, no. Um, he's He lives, oh, what's his name?
1: Oh, the Italy guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do, like, yeah. the monthly, monthly sort of juggling roundup stuff. And that stuff's really interesting. But it takes so long for them to get that content out you know, like it's we're halfway into the next month when they do the roundup of the previous month. And because there's just so much work involved. So I quite like how yours is sort of live and, and very quick. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah,
1: I, I just, um, I, I love the idea of quality and I, in having a thing that I put out be like of a certain level of quality to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I could pump things out a little bit faster, but then it would feel a little not good. I I just know that they're going to be on my channel from now on. Well, that's
0: the thing. And I feel the same about this podcast is I want to get stuff out in a timely manner, but then I also want to give it the time that it needs as far as the post-production stuff goes. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, it's you sort of get stuck between these two. Like you want to be making content that's quick and timely, but you want it to, to be... A really polished final piece of work so you've got to find sort of like a compromise between the two i feel Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah and i mean if i if i were you or you were me i mean i i think taking your time and making this thing the way you want it to be made Mm. is is always like the the like stellar option like if you can It's just yeah, uh, yeah. I agree
0: with that for sure. Except the only, the only downside is that like for me, I could keep working on something until it's perfect, and then maybe it never gets released. There needs to be like a point where I'm just happy with something, and mm -hmm, it's going to be what it's going to be, and then just to release it, you know.
1: I got you. Like perfectionist mindset, just gonna want to keep working on it, and once it's done, you're gonna maybe say like, oh, I don't know if this is good, Mm. or. Yeah, I, I, I 100% um, vibe with that. For sure. With that mindset. But yeah, I've been loving your
0: work recently, like the stuff on the YouTube channel, both the live stream and then the polished end product once you've sort of done all your cuts and stuff. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And it sort of, even though a lot of the discography dives and stuff you've done have been jugglers that I already knew about, like I'm looking forward to the point where you come across a juggler that I may not have met, which will happen
1: Um. Yeah, and that'll be and, really uh, cool. Yeah, I've I've been trying to hit big names <laughs> for a little bit, and uh, I think when I jump back into it, I'd love to go into some things that people. I I feel like maybe I grew up watching that a lot of people won't really know exist. Especially new um, jugglers,
0: for sure. Like there's there'll be people that started juggling in the last two or three years that have never come across people like Lewis Kennedy like, or or Jacob Sharp or yeah 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 you know. yeah exactly for sure so it's for not so much me because obviously we started juggling around the same time uh, by the sounds of it but for these new jugglers like they'll they'll really enjoy it from that perspective so keep doing it man for
1: sure
0: yeah awesome man we've been talking for like over an hour i was expecting like 40 minutes but
1: no that's i mean it's it's been it's been a good it's been a good hour.
0: Yeah, no, no, for sure. I think I think we'll probably wrap it up here. There there were a couple of other things I wanted to talk about, but um, I think I think we've sort of come to a good close. So, um, yeah, is there sort of anything you wanted to say before we finish this up?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, skip six if you want to. <laughs>
0: I was like, "What do you? Oh, am
1: yeah. I allowed to say that?" yeah well that's the thing this
0: this podcast name i don't know if i'm advocating for skipping six or if i'm like yeah i just yeah
1: you got to get that straight man (laughs) i know i know maybe
0: (laughs) i so i like i got to five and then i learned to juggle six and seven very poorly and then i just don't juggle anything more than three anyway so yeah i'm a bit of a yeah i'm a i'm a bit uh i don't know impartial to it i guess like I just stopped at five, really. Yeah. Um, but no, I do need to work out what side of the fence I'm on. But for now, yeah, skip
1: six if you want to. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do it if you want to. Um,
0: that should be the subheader, array, skip six, and then underneath if you want to, quote by Zach McAllister.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah, man, cool. Thanks for having me on. No, uh, just, this has been I, fun. I'm really digging this logo that you have yeah it's, it's, it's very cool logo
0: it is cool my friend dig who i believe you you've probably seen dig's video kevin four four
1: oh that video is so good
0: so he yeah he designed yeah. this logo for me so he's a badass juggler and graphic designer so yeah mm-hmm. just a very talented yeah. individual
1: great to know very good to yeah. know
0: but no thank you very much man i'll um i'll hit i'll hit stop on the on the record and we can chat for a, a couple minutes afterwards but yeah Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, We'll see you next time.